Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome into Believe Me, right here on Stadium. My name is Cam Rogers. So great to be with you here on a Friday night. I am with Brandon Lang, brandonlang.com, legendary handicapper, and my favorite tight end ever, Clay Harbor on the show as well. The NFL draft is in the books, guys. The Derby is here. How are we doing? Well, I'm a little sad because uh, ESPN Louisville is my number one radio market each football season. And there's going to the Kentucky Derby just going. And then there's going as a guest of ESPN Louisville. Hmm. Turf club, stakes room, free cocktails, free food. A badge, pretty much. The only place I can't go is Millionaire's Row, but I've been able to go every place else. When the Patriots came back and beat the Atlanta Falcons, they were in full effect at that next Kentucky Derby. I remember being in line up in the turf club. There's Edelman right to my right, getting ready to bet the ponies. I'm like, Jules, what's up? He's hammered. I mean, <laughs> hammered. And I'm like, who are we betting in the sixth race, buddy? Who we got? He's like, he's throwing me the trifecta, the exacta. I'm like, bro. What, what, what was the number of the DB that tried to defend you on that great catch? And he said what his number was. You remember what his number was? I'm like, all right, let's take the two and the six and put them in a little exact the box. What do you think? I think that's the way to go. He's like, I like that. I'm like, you got it. Gronk's two lines over. Brady comes up two lines over. It was just an epic, epic Super Bowl. And by the way, the exact that came in with the two and the six, neither one of us betted. So of course just, it did. That just goes to show you. But it's um, if you've never been – to a Kentucky Derby, um, it's a bucket list item. It just, it really, really is. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. And having gone like six years in a row, I haven't gone the last two because I just, you kind of take it for granted. And I definitely will be going next year. Can't wait to get back into the, because you understand the Derby Saturday, but right. Friday is Oaks where the females run. And then Thursday, you got races. Wednesday, you got races. Tuesday, you got races. So you got races going on all week. So you can bet all week and hang out at Churchill Downs, obviously leading up to Saturday. But it's uh, I miss it. And uh, I have an unbelievable story that the year. Oh, I can't remember the horse's name. It was the first Louisville owned horse to win the Kentucky Derby. And Drew Diener, who hosts ESPN Louisville, Clint is a horse trainer, part owner of that. So I left to go play Pine Valley on Friday night. My knee was killing me. We had been drinking for four straight days. Wouldn't you know it? That horse wins on Saturday. I would have been in the winner's circle next to Clint, next to Drew, the whole nine yards. And I can't remember the name of the horse, but it went on to win the Triple Crown. They invited me to Belmont. They invited me to the Preakness. I didn't go. I was kind of like, listen, if I wasn't there for the Derby, I'm not going to go to the other two. I drove a par five and one and seven putted for triple bogey. So um, what? <laughs> big, big, big mistake by B. Lang. Um, missing out on that. So that's my that's my loser derby story of uh, had the Triple Crown winner, could have went to every race and been in the winner's circle. And uh, B. Lang instead went and played Pine Valley, which is the number one course in the United States. Um, did I do the right thing? I don't know. I can play Pine Valley ever. Will I ever be part of another Triple Crown winner? Probably not. Well, Brandon, hold on with the Derby talk because I want you to save some stories for later here on the program. Clay, we'll talk to you about the Derby later as well, guys. But let's pick some games, okay? Records for you two tied, all right? So who's going to pick up on one another 
here on Believe Me. Let's get to it. Nuggets and Suns, we know this series very well. The line right now, the Suns minus three and a half at home. The Nuggets are up, of course, 2-0 in this series. In theory, a must win for Phoenix. Chris Paul unlikely to play in this game. The Suns are 40-38-2 and against the spread. Also own a 30-14 and record at the Footprint Center this season. Denver 20-20 and ATS on the road. Brandon, we start with you. Lay the three and a half here with the Suns. Negative. I'm going to take the dog, and I'll tell you why. Late in the year, the Suns hosted Denver, and Denver Denver rested all five starters and went with all their backups. Second to last game of the year, all their backups, and actually led 108-107. Booker played, Iton played, Durant played. The whole Suns lineup played. Denver Scrubs led 108-107. They dominated game one, out-executed them in game two. I would have loved Phoenix in this spot with Chris Paul. But they already have a deleted bench that's only getting them eight points a game. In the playoffs, eight points a game. The obvious play here is to take Phoenix minus the three and a half. They're just going to come home and blow them out. But missing Chris Paul and that presence – when you've had Booker play over 40 minutes in every single playoff game this year, Durant has played over 40 minutes in every single playoff game this year, with exception of four minutes away in game one, it's a trap. So I'll take the three and a half. I'll give Clay a chance to go chalk, chalk. I love chalk, love chalk with clay.com. Get all over it. You know, he's going chalk and uh, you know, I'll give him a chance to, to pick up a game. Clay. Yeah, I'm picking up a game. That's that's for certain here. You know, obviously, you know, the Nuggets played well. Obviously, the Joker, 39 points, 16 boards. The guy had a heck of a game. But they did what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to take care of home court advantage. They won the games they were supposed to. Now, guess where we're at? We're in Phoenix. We're at the footprint arena here. The footprint. Okay? And the footprint is telling me that Kevin Durant is not going to go 2 for 12 again from the three-point line. He's not going to go 10 for 27 Again, from the field, this is one of the best scorers all time. They're at home. Devin Booker. Yeah, Chris Paul's at uh, he's out. Chris Paul belongs in a senior citizen's home. Be like, you know, this guy, this guy needs a wheelchair to get up and down the court these days. I mean, he's averaging 13 points a game, eight assists. Cameron Payne can do what he does. I'm taking the Phoenix Suns. They're at home. They're not going to get swept. You got the best score, one of the best scores in NBA history, and Devin Booker coming off a heck of a game. Durant's not going to go two, two for 12 from deep again. I got the Suns by 10, and I'm picking up a game on B-Lang. Okay, I'm going to change my pick right now. Oh. Because as Clay was talking, something hit me like a ton of bricks. And Clay made a point that Durant's not going to go two for 12 or, or, or whatever it is. The Suns in the fourth quarter are shooting 26% team. The reason why is because these guys are logging big minutes and Clay's an athlete. He knows. And I know Clay played basketball that when your legs go, your shot goes and playing all these minutes, when they get to the fourth quarter, they're getting outscored. And I'm like, I'm not going to mess around with that three and a half. I'm not. I think the play here is the Suns in the first half at home minus the two. They're going to come out with that crowd. They're going to have that first half. They're going to have the energy. They're going to have all the advantages in the world. I'm going to go Suns first half minus two as my pick for the show. I like that. 
first half pick for the first time I on like this show. Too. I like that too a lot. You know, like this is a tough line. You mentioned you play, the word listen, trap. You can play, I'm handing you both. You can go yeah. with play minus a three and a half, be laying in the first half. You're going 2-0, and oh, baby. 2-0 and oh sweep with the boys. You know what? Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. 2-0 sweep with the guys. Let's go Suns first half and then Clay, I'm with you on the full game. Suns minus three and a half, must win game. I mean, Joel Embiid returned for the Sixers and then they got blown out by the Celtics after the Celtics lost to the Sixers without Joel Embiid. So I'm not worried about this whole Chris Paul situation. I'll go Suns first half. Suns full game. Let's rock and roll. Let's talk about the Knicks and the Heat. The Heat laying three at home. This series is even at one apiece. Really hotly contested matchup, guys. The Knicks are 10-6 and 2 ATS as a three-point dog. The Heat are only 15 and 25 ATS at home this season. Clay to you, sir. You know, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with the Knicks. I mean, the, the, the injury bug has really bit the heat pretty bad here. You got, you know, Jimmy, is Jimmy Butler going to play? I mean, it's, it's, it's not looking good. And if he does, you know, how, how good is he going to be? And then obviously, I mean, Hero's out. Victor Aladipo's out. You know, I, I do like the fight that these guys had and, and everything without these guys. I, I, I like Struess, Matt Struess, Gabe Vincent. I mean, these guys, these guys played well. Martin. They have some players, but they just with with these injuries, they're not going to be able to do it. Okay, I'm sorry, it's not happening. I'm taking New York. Jalen Brunson has been playing well. They've been playing as a full team. I love you, you know I love what New York's been doing. So I'm going with the Knicks on this one. I think the injury bug has bit them too hard. And you know as much as I love Jimmy buckets, Jimmy gets buckets in the playoffs. This guy's hurt. You know what what can they do without him? I don't think they can keep this up. Yeah, it's about regression to me here, Brandon. What do you think? Jimmy Butler could have played in game two. Mm. They set him and arrested him because they got their game. Against scrubs, against the whole bench, you have 18 points a game missing with Tyler Hero. You got 25 a game missing with Jimmy Butler. You got 42 points missing out of your lineup. And the Knicks struggled to win the game. They got punked in game one and dominated in game one with no Julius Randle, who I don't know about you, Clay, and you're an athlete once again, but his ankle looked pretty good. You're telling me two days early that boy couldn't play? Okay, fine. I have <laughs> seen nothing from the Knicks that lead me to believe that they are going to go down to Miami with Jimmy Buckets in the lineup with the way this Heat team is playing, to punk the Bucks in, in four and one to lose this game at home. I just don't see it. I'm going to lay the three with Miami Heat. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett. I mean, they got a pretty nice uh, – Josh Hart, they got a pretty nice uh, three-headed monster there. So, hey, that I'm going to take another one. Listen, that three-headed monster went four of 40 in game one. Next. Yeah, you know, the deal with the Knicks, they struggled mightily to beat the Heat without Jimmy Butler. I was on the Knicks in that game, and it was painful to watch. So I am with Brandon. I will lay the three with the Miami Mark Heat man. to get it done at home. Sorry, Clay, on that one. We'll see what happens here in the NBA playoffs. The NFL draft, fellas. In the books, we have some new odds, some interesting props here that we can play with. And we're going to look at the rookie quarterbacks to start here. First quarterback to be benched in 2023. So the 
fine print is must be pulled during a game and then not return the next game for a non-injury. So here are the odds. Anthony Richardson, minus 150. C.J. Stroud, plus money, plus 210. Bryce Young, plus 450. Some context. Behind Richardson, you have Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger. C.J. Stroud, Case Keenum, Davis Mills. Bryce Young, Andy Dalton, Matt Corral. Brandon, what's tempting here? I don't think Stroud gets the starting nod out of the box. Okay. Um, I don't think Richardson gets the starting nod out of the box. I think Bryce Young has potentially a shot just because they traded away um, Sam Darnold, and um, that makes more sense to me. But for sake of argument, in this case – I think it would be C.J. Stroud. There's something that gnaws at me, and Clay, you can allude to this. Whatever test they took that that gauges reaction time, identifying something in reaction time. I don't know what that is, Clay. You can explain it to me, but whatever that test was he took, he failed it miserably. And you get in the NFL, and again, I love going to Clay with this. If you can't react and read blitzes, it's going to take time for you to develop in the league. And I just don't think C.J. Stroud – is ready just to jump in like a Peyton Manning and just lead your team and ready to go. I don't. So if it's somebody, I would say it's CJ Stroud, but I, I don't foresee either CJ Stroud or Richardson uh, starting right out of the box. What do you think, Clay? You know, I, I like the odds for, for Richardson. I mean, plus, I mean, he's got a team that's ready to go. Michael Pittman Jr. I, I mean, they've got Jonathan Taylor, a good running game, but but he's not ready. Anthony Richardson is not going to be the first quarterback to play. This guy completed 50% of his passes, 17 touchdowns, 11 receptions. Great athlete, but they've got a lot of work to do before you can put Anthony Richardson on the field. To me, it's a toss-up between Stroud and, I mean, I don't know who, who they go with, but it's a, it's a toss-up between Young and Stroud. But I'm going with Bryce Young. He was the first pick for a reason. Andy Dalton, I think, may start the season, but it brings me back to Andy Dalton with the Chicago Bears. And the Bears had drafted Justin Field 11th. Andy Dalton couldn't get the job done. So guess what? Halfway through the year, the Bears brought in Justin Fields. I think the same thing happened with Bryce Young. Bryce Young sitting there. The, they're not doing great. The, the Panthers, they're, they're not running away with the division. I think they got some weapons. Miles Sanders, you know, they just brought in Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. They drafted Jonathan Mingo. You know, I think they do have a team, but I don't think they take off the way that they want to. They're mid of the middle of the, of the division, and they bring Bryce Young in. I think Bryce Young has a chance in this weak division. You remember the, the Buccaneers won this division. They weren't even 500. You know, this this is a weak division. I think they bring in Bryce Young. He provides a spark. I'm going with Bryce Young to be the first quarterback to play. Well, we're talking about first quarterback to be benched here, Clay. So would that still so I'm taking – yes, I'm taking – so you're talking about – you're talking about who's going to be benched. I'm taking and Andy Dalton will be the quarterback to be season. benched. Yeah. I think at any point in the season, so they don't have to start week one, but assuming all three of these quarterbacks play – right in 2023 who will be the first to be benched and so oh, which rookie quarterback will be benched? correct correct i don't think two of them play to begin with i think they come in halfway through the year i think all of them come in halfway through the year but if all of them do start the first one to be benched 
I mean, I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson. The guy's just not NFL ready. He's not NFL ready at all. He's barely college ready. Great athlete. They're going to have to tailor offense to him. But if you're starting Anthony Richardson, you're not getting far before it's Minshew time. Minshew mania, baby. He's got the mustache ready yeah. to go. He played well. And when Jalen Hurt went out in Philadelphia, I think the guy can. I mean, look at his touchdown interception ratio. It's two to one. Hey. better than some starters in the league. Hey, 70s porn star, baby. 70s porn star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's I'm got the look. You know, this is a topic that obviously I'm not going to bet on. This is more fodder for the public out there to sort of have a conversation. But I do see potentially some value at plus 450 with Bryce Young. But let's transition now to the rookie running backs. This is more straightforward, guys. More rushing yards in 2023. Bijan Robinson of the Falcons at minus 400 or Jameer Gibbs at plus 250, a member of the Detroit Lions who they traded up for and also traded away DeAndre Swift. So we're going to go to you, Clay, on this one. I'll be quick here. It's going to be Bajan Robinson. He's going to have more rushing yards. He's a guy that can he can stay on the field first, second, third down. He's never going to leave. Jameer Gibbs, he had 44 receptions for 450 yards last year. They got him because they want him to be a receiving threat, a la Alvin Kamara. I think David Montgomery got signed by the Lions for a reason. He's going to be their tough yard back. Bajan Robinson, I know they got Tyler at Algier out there in, in Atlanta, but – John Robinson's going to get all the carries. He's going to have more yards. Brandon, this could be a pass for you too. Minus 400. Is it worth it? No, it's free money. Um, Detroit rotates backs throughout the game if you watch them offensively. I happen to love Dan Campbell, so I watched a lot of Detroit last year. And they do. They rotate backs. So nobody's getting big-time yards. This guy's going to get carries. He's going to get carries right out the box. It's, it's, it's really free money. Yeah, you got to bet 400 to win 100, 800 to win 2, 1,600 to win 4, but it, it's free money. How much do you want to risk for free money? Bottom line. Right. There you go. Lay the wood. I'm with you guys. Bijan Robinson, not much competition there in Atlanta. Okay, let's pivot to the run for the Roses, the 149th edition of the Kentucky Derby. Before we get into the discussion here on the show, let's toss it to a fantastic interview I had with Christina Blacker of FanDuel TV. Well, it's definitely an experience uh, like no other. It is I think what you make of it, I mean, it's some of the best racing that we have all year. It's America's race, the Kentucky Derby. So if you're the gambler and you're kind of the hardcore racing fan, this is the day for you. But if you also just want to go and have a party and have a good time and have a few drinks and dress up, that's available to you at the Kentucky Derby as well. And oh yeah, by the way, there's a horse race going on. They kind of do a little bit of everything. There's a lot of music. There's a lot of entertainment. It's like any other big sporting event you go to. You know, it just creates an atmosphere of euphoria, I would say. People are so excited. And one of my favorite things about my job with FanDuel TV is watching people win. And whether that's watching people that are betting win or watching the people that train these horses win or watching the jockeys that are riding them win, it's such an emotionally generous experience when you watch someone win. And so I think when you come to the racetrack, whether you're an actual participant or you've put your $2 and then you have a stake in the game, you have that opportunity to feel that rush, that adrenaline, and to play the sport in a way. You know, you go to a football game and there's a winner and a loser and half the crowd goes home unhappy. If a favorite wins a Kentucky Derby, a lot of people leave this place happy. So you can kind of create a real collective sense of enjoyment at the races, of course on Kentucky Derby, but really on any day. All right, guys, let's talk about it here. This Saturday, we've got 
a lot of options to choose from. Kind of some short numbers here, some short numbers there. Forte is the favorite, three to one. You have Tappet Trice at five to one. Some longer shots. Skinner's getting some buzz out there at 22-1. But Brandon, let's just go to you. You talked about some of your stories earlier in the show. Anything else you want to share to the people out there about the experience there at Churchill Downs? Yeah, the first derby I went to, it's amazing. Um, we're all done, and we're, we're still hanging out. And they're actually dragging the track. And we had to walk across the track to get to our car that's parked at the backside. And the lights are dim. The track just coming by. I actually have a video, and I'm hammered. I mean, I am destroyed. And Drew Diener and I are walking on the track where we're right at the finish line. And one of his sales exec is coming across to walk to the backside as well. And the sales exec is like, I just hit the last exacta and trifecta. I made all this money. I'm the man. And I literally looked at him yelling at the top of my lungs on Churchill down on the track at the finish line as the tractor's going by. I am abusing this guy saying you one way mother effer. I hate guys to have winner afterward and tell you all about it when they couldn't give you the winner before I got absolutely buried all day long. Then I got to listen to some clown like you who's bragging about the trifecta exacta babica bakuka. And I just buried him like literally buried him. Now the whole time I'm burying him, Drew's taping the whole thing because they don't really like this ad guy in the studio. And I'm burying him, absolutely destroying him as I'm walking on the track at Churchill Down, the final chapter of my first Kentucky Derby. That video went viral in their office, and people to this day are like, bro, that still is the greatest rant we've ever heard in our entire life. It was epic. epic. I can hear you now, honestly. I'm sure they still talk about it to this day, and they will this weekend. Uh, Guys, let's pick a winner here. Brandon... Do you go with the short price, three to one, Forte? Is there somebody else you like there in terms of the outrights? Skinner at 20 to one, verifying at 15 to one. Um, really high on both those. A simple exacta is taking Forte and Skinner, taking that three to one with that 20 to one. Um, take Forte with, you know, tap it trice. Doesn't pay much, but it's the two favorites. Put him a little exacta. Trifecta box, take Forte with Skinner and verifying with a 15 to one and 20 to one. And then come back with Forte tap and price the two favorites with Skinner at 20 to one. So kind of that's my my platform. I'm gonna work off that, but that's kind of where I'm at. And this year's run for the roast. Love it. Clay, where are you going, man? You just gotta make a practical move and go with practical move at 10 to 1. In seven career starts, we got four firsts and a second. I think this this is a great value for, for a good horse, a strong horse. That could realistically win this thing. I think it's a good move. Still, you get ten to one great odds, and I think it's very—I mean, it's very possible that he runs away with this. There you have it, folks. Run for the roses coming up this weekend. We thank you so much for tuning in to Believe Me for Brandon Lang and Clay Harbor. My name is Cam Rogers. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.